Yo, que lo que Knicks fans. Welcome to episode 9 of Knicks fans wildin'. I'm here as always, your boy Triple M in the building. You now join with my guy Don Juan. Tell the people it was really good. Yeah, what's going on, Knicks fans? Welcome to Knicks fans wildin' podcast. Yes, Knicks fans wildin' podcast. It's the all season, but we still here. Letting y'all know and giving y'all that real stuff. But, you know, of course, we're here but with... um. Off the ball network just to make sure make sure you guys follow my guys out there them guys is always bringing some fire content for sure but what's going on what's going on mario i'm gonna call you dog mario for a second Getting that name hey, hey hey Tri- triple juan triple juan man. <laughs> switch it up if you like it but yeah triple juan man we here with my boy right here is such a such a great follow you're not following him on twitter Got the little on the bottom. You gotta follow my guy right here. Such a great follow. Always chopping it up with my man Alex T. Tell the people it was really good. What's good, Mary? I'm just chilling over here. You know, sad that the Knicks season is over, but you know, I'm enjoying the playoffs still. Watching the Atlanta Hawks is kind of giving me that little validation that we just ran into a buzzsaw uh, at the wrong time. We got cold at the wrong time. Everything just collided at <laughs> the worst possible time. But I'm chilling, man. Just Join yeah, life, man. join basketball. How are you guys doing? Man, I've just been watching all the mayhem, the NBA drama that it is. Mayhem all around. And I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking, man, because my team is looking good. My team is looking <laughs> good. My coach is not getting fired because he just won most improved. You know, I got the Ooh. most improved player on my squad. So I'm feeling good. I'm just watching. I'm like you said, Alex, I'm just enjoying life, sipping my water right here. Yeah, it was a was a fun field. Well, depending on what side you sat of of the, of the spectrum, it was definitely <laughs> really informative. Real, real busy week in the NBA, I shall say. I mean, from coaches getting fired to you know rumors of players not wanting to be on the team to even you know players just having some beef within themselves in the locker room. So it, it's, I mean, and then top of all the Knicks connections left and right. I mean. Well, we probably can name a player each day since the Knicks lost that we have been connected. So it's been it's been it's been a real and the offseason hasn't started, but it's been real interesting to say the least. That's for sure. I'll just say this: the truth will come out. As a certain uh, former player of the New York Knicks down in Dallas, that team is just imploding. I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Well, for for once, we are not the worst team. For once, we are not the team that's watching our president of basketball operations, our GM, our head coach, star player in the news. Now we get to be on the other side of the aisle just laughing at the at, – what's even the best part is at the fan base and the team that was mocking us for being the, on the wrong side of that trade. So it's just great watching uh, a ticking time bomb going off. So the truth <laughs> is coming out. Just saying. Just saying. Finally, finally, man. That just feels so good. I haven't felt like this in a while, bro. It's been a while. But yeah, let's get right into it. Feel me? We here with my guy Alex. Like I said, you could follow him at Tradcaster101. How you say that exactly, eh? Tradcaster101. Tradcaster. Yep. You know you gotta follow that next Jets ETC. That'd be having some fire. You had the dip sets there the other day. That was that was a fire episode. You got to check that out bro. with Appreciate my man, it. Jay Mika. I need I need a formal introduction from you, Alec. I saw him at the game one time. I gave him a pound, but Woo. it was kind of fast. So I need a formal introduction from you. 
So let's get right into it. I want to start with the article you wrote for Knicks Fan TV. Shout out to them. You know, my guy CP and all the gang working out there. And I'm going to read you a quick snippet. If you haven't read it, I gave you Alex all information. You can find it there. Alex said, teams that push their chips in for instant gratification have bad team payroll, little draft capital, and poorly constructed rosters for a minimum of three years. And their top talent, tier talented leaves for another destination. Except Expect this scenario to happen to the Clippers and the Nets. I love that shade there, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start by asking you this, man. Sure. The article was kind of, I kind of got the vibes. I don't know. You could tell me if I'm wrong, that you kind of want to just chill, develop our talent. You know, there's a lot of rumors swirling out there. Did this season, you know, being the fourth seed, 41 and 31, did this season just elevate you? Because let me be honest, this season was not supposed to happen. This was supposed mm-hmm. to be another year in the rebuilding phase. And it just accelerated it with uh, the outstanding season by Julius Randle this season. So are you elevating expectations, Alex? Yeah, I, I have elevated my expectations for what we should get the following season. We're, you know, we were supposed to be in a rebuild. Rebuild usually takes about two to three years, as we've seen. We go look at the Brooklyn Nets, we go look at the L.A. Clippers, how they went through it, right? Whether it was uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, and his squad over there when Theo Piston was over there as well. uh, Which, you know, they took about two, three years before they were really on the map. They entered in the playoffs, right? Played the Philadelphia 76ers, got one. I can't remember if it was one or two games, but they got – they made a little noise, and then they just blew it up to get KD, Kevin Durant, which understandable, right? You want to go out and get the best players and go make that – that run for a championship team. But when you look at the roster construction, when you look at the guys that they had to give up down the road to even get James Harden now, right? You get rid of Karis LeVert. You get rid of all these guys. So they imploded it. That's that's where I was going with that, with that article. And you see how quick it could just change. With the Knicks, my expectations have elevated. Yes, I'm expecting them to make the playoffs again. However, I'm not expecting like another major leap that we just saw this season. Okay, I'm not I'm not that uh, I'm not that far fetched in what I want from the team and what the expectations are and what the realistic expectations are. I'm expecting somewhere around the same tier, whether it's 40, you know, what's competent to what um, an 82 game season they play next season. So instead of 41 wins, maybe you get, you know, you get 48, 49. You're still close to that 500. If you can get 50, that that. Honestly, that's taking another step in my eye because you're playing an 82-game season. But if you can get somewhere up with the high 40 range, still be in the middle tier of the playoffs, win a couple more games, add some solid pieces, maybe get some more draft capital or just draft well, that's what I'm looking for this team to move forward just for the next season. Because in my eyes, I don't see that we have enough. We have a solid amount of assets to move for a player, like just to get a player, but I don't think we have enough assets yet to get a player like Damian Lillard or someone that's been rumored to the Knicks, unless we're getting a major discount. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just don't see that either. Like you said, how about you, Don Juan? Have you elevated your expectations after this great season? Wow, I actually have not elevated my expectations, but not because I don't think the team is gonna get better in terms of like the talent level. I expect Randall to come stronger. I expect, you know, quickly to have a great year, RJ to have a great year. You know, just the, the young core that we have to develop and just turn it up next year. The only thing is that what I do feel like is that, you know, there's not really much out there in free agency to 
take us to that next level, to take us to the Eastern Conference Finals, should I say. Because, you know, the Brooklyn team, they're still going to be there next year. The Sixers, yeah, they, they've kind of imploded in front of our eyes, but I still expect them to be there. Celtics, they had a down season. I expect them to be up there. And Atlanta, you know, they've been a surprise of the playoffs. I expect them to be up there too. So it's a lot of teams that are, you know, are capable of just make a couple changes and be right up there. And you still got the Hornets and the Pacers who maybe are missing a piece too. So they'll be out in the market trying to sign somebody. I mean, I'm not sure too much of the, the Hornets because they weren't a lot last summer, but a team like Chicago who needs a point guard, they're going to be mm. also in the running for a point guard as well as us. So, you know, they might be the one, the team that might try to outbid us in a sense for one of these players, whether it's, you know, the Conleys, the Lowry. I mean, even though that's not, that's not the player I would want, but they, they could help us in a sense bridge that, be a bridge for the you know the the next free agency class that we that could really where we could really make a splash but but in terms of elevating i mean i'm not i think we actually might regress a bit it but it really all depends what we get but i'm not i'm not thinking that we're going to repeat and be a fourth seed i think we might be you know more in the bottom man maybe sixth seventh whoa whoa don juan is talking spicy right now man that Six or seven? You want me to go back to six or seven after we just finished fourth? Come on, don't don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean this season, this season was wonderful, and I just can't, I I can't help it but to elevate my expectations. I mean, what can you do? Because you just see that this roster. I was telling Alex before we got on the show. It just the first round really showed us our flaws and what we need this offseason. And yeah, we might not be able to get the players we want, but with the amount of cast space we have and just quickly taking another step in year two, I'm RJ year three. I mean, players become, I don't want to put this label on RJ just yet, but players become all-stars in their third season. So I'm definitely elevating my expectations, even though if Randall regresses a little bit, I feel like the other guys could pick up their slacks, man, for real. That's me. I agree with that. I mean, and I think with expectations, right? I mean, sure, there could be a regression. Shout out to shout out to my guy Schwinnie Pooh who wrote that article about regression, expecting that next season. Oh, yeah. You know, we're not we're not gonna we might not be the four C, right? I don't think we'll drop as far as this. I don't think we'll drop as far as seven. I think we'll be in the middle of the pack still. But even still, sure, Julius Randle's and shoot forty one percent. I think a shot's real enough that it could be thirty eight percent. But as Mario said, you know, if you think that. RJ's going to take another leap. Quickly could take another leap. You know, you have chaos all around the NBA right now, but our guys are still in the gym working out. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. You know, they're putting in the work. They're going to take the time. It just, it's built, they built the foundation, which I, which I think we have to acknowledge, right? They built the foundation of just accountability, competence, like playing hard every single night. I don't think that's going to go. I, I don't see a Tom Thibodeau-led team going in that direction. I don't think these guys – I think we just got like straight hoopers on this team, honestly. So I don't see them like going to let, let up for a little bit. But I could see like a little slip. But I, I think as Mario as Mario said, like I think other guys are going to be taking that step up. You know how much? That's another story. I don't know if we're going to see another because RJ took a major leap, right? So Three yeah, point shooting went from thirty two percent up to like thirty eight, and was shooting forty percent for a part of the season and higher. Like if he could do that. I got faith that you could take another, another jump. Hey, my man, the trainer, what's his name? Hanley? Hanley? 
Yeah, uh, RJ Yep, yep. He's been talking spicy. He's been talking spicy that he's going to improve that shot. So let's see. But that leads me perfect to my next question that I really want to get your answer, Alec. What I wouldn't want to say dream, all right? I don't want to say it's a dream scenario. But what will be a realistic free agency route that you want to see for the Knicks this season? Like, you know, we know the point guards that are out there. We got the Lowry's, the Conley's, the Lonzo's. You know, and our wings, we know the wings that are out there, the DeRozans, the Kelly Oubre. What would be a realistic, I would say, scenario that you want to see the Knicks go? Lonzo mm, Ball would honestly be the direction I want to see. Like, I want to see Lonzo Ball. I know our guy CK2K has been preaching so to New York and got that banner outside his house probably. <laughs> he got it He's, on his show. He got it on his stream. For sure. Um <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of Lonzo. I think we need a guy who can push the ball in transition. I don't think he, you know, I don't think we're going to be paying him over $20 million annually. And even so, for a guy like him, for the age of 23, someone who's shown that he can develop in the areas of his weaknesses, like his three-point shooting and his jump shot, um, if your concern is that he can't drive to the basket, I mean, I would just point you to the first season with the Lakers who was averaging seven drives uh, per game when he was a Laker. Yeah, it's gone down as he's gone into New Orleans. Yeah, it went down when LeBron came to the team. But once again, look who the guys that he's now playing around. We're talking about LeBron, Brandon Ingram, were the guys that were attacking the lane. You're now down in New Orleans. You have Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram still. You have other guys who are doing that, who are, who are putting pressure on the rack. So I think he could still develop in that area. I would like the Knicks to go in that direction because we need someone to push in transition who can actually facilitate and who could shoot. Like, he, he does all those things. Is he, like, the best knockdown shooter to come around the screen and knock it down? No. But if he's wide open in the corner, give it to me. Like, I want someone who can do that. Because we saw what happened this past season and previous seasons if you don't have point guard play. Like, we just need someone who can help facilitate and be a playmaker and just take that pressure off of Randall. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let me swing this question. Let's say it's five years, 105 million. Because, you know – New Orleans is going to match. He's a restricted free agent. Uh, a lot of people tend to forget. He's a restricted free agent. So New Orleans is going to match any offer under 20, I will say. 15 or 20, they're going to match, I believe, especially with all the turmoil going on there. They don't want to give a player away for free. So I would think five years, 105 million. Are you taking that for Zoto New York? Tell me right now, Alec. 105? No, I'm not doing 105 because <clears throat> was it? That's you're, we're talking more than tw- annually over twenty annually, and I don't think he's worth more. I think if you'll get like a Fred Van Vliet, I think that's the comp I would go with. And Fred Van Vliet's not a good a good player in transition either. But well, not I should say transition, but attacking the lane and putting a lot of pressure. He's not really good finishing around the rim. But people liked him last year. He earns around eighty some million for over four years with that team. I think that's the I think that's a price range for Zoe. You know, for, if he comes through a uh, free agency. Knicks will only be able to offer him four years to begin with. I mean, if he's doing five years, we're doing a sign and trade with uh, with New Orleans. But I think New Orleans would rather deal him than lose him in my in my eye. Because if everything's just about to implode, why why keep him around? You know. And you hear that he. I think there was some. Uh, I forget who reported, but I think there is some interest within New York. I know Chicago has interest. I'm just also not. The thing with New Orleans is that they're not a team that's going to spend money. 
they're not the team that's really about to burst the bank for everybody. And I think they're trying to be wise with if they tr- if they're trying to keep Zion, you can't pay Lonzo like the same <laughs> anywhere close if you're going to try to max out Zion if you want to keep him there. And they already paid Brandon Ingram. Yeah, exactly. So that was the point I was that, that, That's the question. What about Juan? What do you think? Zo to New York. Realistic. I, I actually like Zo too, man. He just fits the bill. He's the, he's someone that if you you clearly need to upgrade that point guard. I mean, that's the guy that's available that fits our our timeline. I mean, you, Alex, you mentioned he's 23 years old. He's six six. Could guard. He could guard multiple positions. This is the today's you know this today's NBA game. You need you need guys that can, can switch and could you know maybe even put a little put a little damp on on my guy Trey Young blowing up on us. You know we need somebody like that that can put his hands up and. And, and be a force on the defensive side, whether, you know, I know Mario probably might mention this later on about Zoe, but, you know, he had a couple miscues on defense when we played the Pelicans and, you know, he got exposed a bit, but I still think that that's just one play, you know, it's one sample size that realistically he's always been known for his his, his defense. And I think with a, with a defensive minded coach like Tibbs, he'll, he'll mold them and put them right. Whatever defensive cues he was missing out on, he's, he won't he won't miss out on this time around but like i said he's a young guy 23 years old the market for him i mean i i was looking at similar contract deals of players that that were either his age or in the same same projection um malcolm brogdon is someone that i that i looked at uh you mentioned van bleed those guys were were guys that signed the same deal four years 85 mil so if that's pretty much the range i mean I would do I would do somewhere maybe 21 and that's pretty much 21 5 21 like we we're gonna have to give up something especially this free agency if you're gonna if you want to if you want a guy we're gonna have to give him bread and and you know we look at Mike Conley Kyle Lowry if those are gonna be the the other guys that are gonna be available they they they're gonna want to get overpaid too if not they're gonna settle for a vet men or a mid-level exception for a championship contending team you know so these, are the, so. these are the, the 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 options that we or the routes that we have to really decide within during this offseason is that we definitely gonna have to pay for somebody especially if it's a one-year deal i mean i wouldn't mind a one-year deal overpaying for let's say like a norman powell or or um who else uh well let's say norman powell for instance he's a guy that you know casey the similar contract that i was comparing to is like a kcp where the Lakers gave him a one-year deal, 17 mil, or another one is JJ Reddick when he signed with with the Sixers. He signed for 23. It was a one-year deal as well. But these are guys that signed up for a process, but they had to get paid for it. And right now, the Knicks are, you know, realistically, they're in a process. We overpay those guys for at least one year, maybe offer a second year with a team option, just you know, just to get a leverage a bit on that on the on those contracts. But you know, these are these are the type of deals that we're gonna realistically have to give up. Unless you're just gonna bring the gang back, Sam Bullock. Oh Bert. no 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 no! Please no please no please no! I'm good on that. I say pay. Oh paint! Whoa! Don't want you about to get off the stream, bro. Oh my goodness! Nah, but you know, I think realistically, I think realistically, man, I think I'm gonna have to let you on in a little secret, man. I think I'm a ball hater, bro. I did not want Lamelo Ball, and I don't want Lonzo Ball, like. Uh, Juan mentioned that game against New York, just watching that one game, gave up the wide open three to Reggie Bullock. 
helped on D-Rose for no reason. Just little IQ plays like that, man. My dream scenario, not dream, but what I would like to do is I will definitely bring in Kyle Lowry on like a two-year, $50 million contract, draft a point guard, and bring back D-Rose and kind of have mold a point guard, mold a point guard. We haven't had a good point guard in how many years? I don't remember the last time we had a good point guard at all. Maybe it was Raymond Felton. That's embarrassing <laughs> to say. Raymond Felton was the best point guard of the decade, and I might not be lying for that. So what I want to see, I want us to bring in a young point guard from the draft, hopefully. Uh, we got to deep, deep dive into that and see what happens there. If we could trade up or somebody might slip. Bringing a person like Kyle Lowry, and I wouldn't even mind overpaying someone like Norman Powell. We need shooting. We definitely need shooting on this team. Kind of space out the floor. Because, uh, like uh, Alex mentioned earlier, RJ took a big step. You know, is he going to continuously take that big step or is he going to regress? We need to be prepared for everything. If a couple players have a couple regression, because everybody has such an amazing year, we have to just pick up the pieces. So, my dream scenario would definitely be a Kyle Lowry, two years, 50 million. Bring me a Norman Powell at the wing because we definitely need an upgrade on that three. Uh, I definitely don't want to bring back both Bullock or Burks. Just bring me one. I just need one of them. Uh, and, yeah, that's man. That's what I want to see. You two guys on the ball, and we're going to see. We're going to see next year. I mean, next month. Next month is coming up pretty soon, guys. Coming it's up. coming up. Yeah, it's coming up really quick, and I I actually don't mind those as like second options. Like Norman Powell, I do like Norman Powell. Gary Trent Jr. would be like the guy I'd really like to get. I doubt that he's leaving Toronto after they just traded for him. Highly doubt that he's leaving. But Kyle Lowry, I would probably go a little, a little bit younger if we're going into the older veteran point guard. I'll take Mike Connolly. Oh, come on, Alex. He's uh, just missing honestly, games in the playoffs. Game I know four, game missing, five. I know he's missing games in the playoffs, but come on. How many times has he missed games in the past? I mean, Kyle Lowry, we're talking about 36. At some point, he's going to take a decline. That's my thing with Kyle Lowry. At some point, he's going to take a decline. I like the idea. I'm not, like, fully against it as, like, another uh, – as an alternative. I'm not fully against it. Um, two years, of course. Like, if it's if it's two years, say that with Mike Conley. Two years. You're not going to do anything else. I'll just take – I'll go with the little younger side on Mike Connolly. Yeah, he's missing games right now. How often does he miss games? He had the one bad year. He bounced back. Mike Connolly's usually made – as uh, was he's attended most of his playoff games. I don't think he's missed a playoff game, honestly, especially with the, with the grit and grind uh, Grizzlies. So, and he's a good leader. Same thing, plays defense, high motor type of guy, good character type of guy. Nothing against Kyle Lowry. If Kyle Lowry was like two more years younger, I'd go with Kyle Lowry, honestly. But at some point, he's 36. I can't see two years and get the 38-year-old point guard. I saw Jared Jack. I'm not saying it's Jared Jack, but I saw Jared Jack. <laughs> man. I don't need I don't need this situation again. Please, oh, let's go a little, a, little, a little bit younger. <laughs> you said Jared oh, Jack, man, and I just Jack. got a migraine right now. I forgot so about that one. Migraine. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could probably make a lifelong list of just point guards that have come in and out. I've uh, been on the rotation that started at that, too. Man, but Better let's enjoy. stick to the point guard right here. Let's stick to the point guard, and let's talk about point guard that's currently on our roster for next year, Luca Vadoza. Mm. How do you guys – do you see any scenario where you see him just starting? I've been seeing a lot of people throwing his name around. Is Luca Vadoza the real deal? What you think about that, Don Juan? Man, I don't know. I've been a little bit skeptical. Yes, I, initially I'm like, yo, we could – he's a great project, you know, but – 
at the same time, I, I still haven't seen much film. I've, I saw some highlights here and there, but you know, they always make those look nice. And, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what we're getting yet. And based off of what, what we need, you know, we really need a starting point guard. I just don't want to, you know, implement somebody that's just playing overseas right into the NBA without really knowing the speed and whatnot. I think the transition, yeah, we've seen Luca, ironically have the same name, but we've seen Luca Doncic <laughs> kind of, you know, seamlessly adjust to the NBA, but you know, that's not everybody. So I, I'm not really high on the, on the, on the kid just yet, but Hey, there's, there's a, there's um, a summer league that he might end up playing, you know, try to prove himself. And he got some comp competition, whether it's quickly, whether it's the rookie that we bring in, that's probably going to be a ball handler. And, but that I would, I would want to go the route where, like we said earlier, where it's either, uh, so I even take Conley or Laurie before I even decide on Luca. Like, <laughs> if if Luca is the, the is the guy starting, that means you completely whiff the, during the off season, and that's that's the last thing I want. Yeah, for real. What you think, Alex? I am optimistic about Luca, as Don Juan said. Like it's we're we're talking about. I, there's not much film that I could find on him. I don't have those like I did the normal like YouTube look at clips. The best thing I can get from seeing the game film, because uh, I write for Hoops Habit, uh, cover the Nuggets as well as the Knicks, I got to watch some uh, Fachu Capazzo, uh, and I like his game. I like Fachu's game. Yeah, and if anything, if anything, I'd say Luca's game uh, is closer to Fachu, the way he plays, high motor, plays defense. The best thing about Luca better than Facho is that he's a better offensive scorer, is taller, so he can guard better, more positions. But high IQ type of player, uh, always looking to make a pat, uh, the extra pass. I like that about him from what from the little that I saw. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on this guy. I know everything about him, <laughs> um, but I'm optimistic at what he can contribute to this team. But I would put him as what Facho is, which is a second point, like your second point guard, third point guard coming off the bench. I'm not highly invested having him start unless he just wows everyone in practice. If he's starting, uh, it's uh, if he's starting, it's uh, it's what Don Juan said. Either we whiffed or he's just doing amazing things in practice that we're yeah. – I'm just ready to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to our boy Emmanuel quickly getting the second team. But quickly has such, such a great rookie season, and he still only got off the pond 19 minutes per game. I just do not see Tom Thibodeau starting a point guard. I mean, Alex, you into the numbers. I'm going to need you to find this information for me. What was the last time Tibbs had a rookie play over 25 minutes a game? I mean, I'm, oh. I'm inclined to say D. Rose, probably. Uh, was he around with D? Yeah, he was. No, he was. I don't, no, I don't he think he wasn't. was there for D. Rose's rookie. He wasn't seat. there for D. Rose's He usually doesn't play rookies like that. I mean, honestly, I, it would probably. I, ha I, I don't know the numbers. I'd have to do some research, but I would <laughs> guess that Manuel quickly got probably the most we've ever seen from a rookie under Tom Thibodeau. For real, I mean, he doesn't uh, like young minutes. guys. He doesn't like young guys. You seen Zach Levine? He took him right out of there, got Jimmy Butler when he was in Minnesota. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just do not see Luca Vidal. Even if he's doing some amazing thing in practices, you're still going to see 10 minutes per game. That's all. <laughs> That's the Thibodeau way. <laughs> You're probably right. You know, honestly, we're probably gonna get ten minutes when D Rose needs a, a breather in whoever the point guard is. If it is Lowry, uh, Lowry's probably getting that breather in the ten minutes for getting his uh, Valdosa coming in. <laughs> and it doesn't help. He's not that. He's a. He's also good. He's also tall enough that he could play the the two as well. So 
we'll we'll see what he could bring. I'm glad you you mentioned that he he's more offensively well he's better offensively than Compazzo because it, it seems like Compazzo is afraid to shoot at times and I don't want I don't want that. That's the last thing we want in the Knicks. But hell I mean, of a passer, hell of a passer. I mean, for Compasso, to be fair, when you're an undersized point guard, because I don't think he's over even six feet tall, I'm not definitely taking a lot not. of shots either. I'm not Nate Robinson out here breaking. <laughs> he's not Nate Robinson out here breaking ankles. He's, <laughs> no, you know, he's quick, not. trying to make the pass, push the pace. Yeah, man. Wow. Can't wait to you, can't, you can't deny that. I can't wait to the offseason, man. Every day the Knicks are mentioned in a new rumor. There's a new rumor swirling around with there's Lillard, Oubre, John Wall. I saw, oh, my God. Alex, are you taking any of these rumors seriously? Or is there anyone that caught your eyes? You know, CP3's name's been mentioned out there. It's been a mess right now. People just I'm, passing time. Kawhi Leonard. I, <laughs> I, I'm not taking any of those seriously. Um, I I don't think we're there yet where we're going to get any of those guys. Right? I like what the Knicks are doing. I think we're going to get guys. They, they're looking at us, right? I think they're looking at us. They're like, what's, let's wait another year before we make that type of leap. Um, and then if we do well again next season or if we're in the same range, you know, then I could see, okay, a free agent wanting to come through to the Knicks. But as of right now, I'm not taking like Dame Willard, like a trade for Dame Willard. I love Dame. Then we're just doing something close to the Carmelo Anthony trade all over again. We're just emptying the cupboard. We're just, and then who's he running with? I, I, that's my question. Who's he running with? If we even did that type of trade. Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> running with Thibodeau right there might as well man but yeah I like mean I Kawhi, agree Kawhi ACL I don't think he's gonna give up money you know he's probably gonna opt in for another year to get the and money he's from the west coast he's from out and, there uh, yeah and he's from out there as well I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to leave like that wouldn't surprise me but tearing your ACL being from the west coast uncertainty for another year I would just walk in and then uh yeah. Test the waters, and then who? Who? What was the other name that you mentioned? Uh, Ubre, uh, John Wall. Uber, oh my God, Ubre, I'm okay with. I'm not. I'm not toy against Ubre. I know he could be a Chuck, but I'm okay with it. John Wall, I have. I kind of have an issue with. <laughs> John Wall, I kind of have an issue with. And if there's Russell Westbrook talks, please oh just stop God. it right now. Just I'm not <laughs> doing it. Don't even bring his name into me. Awesome player. Loved him when he was on OKC. Uh, you know, he's up there in like the top 20 uh, point guards prior to ever play this game. Don't want him. <laughs> those are my feelings. <laughs> for sure, man. Keep those guys away. I'm yeah, one bro. rumor away from blocking Evan Mabley or whatever his name is. Man. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what you thinking of these uh, rumors, Don Juan? You biting on any of them? Nah, not, a, not even. You know, it's, it's with the Knicks, you know, you always, you always hear this. You always hear these type of things around this time of year. I mean, the the big summer, you know, where we had a chance or that KD and Kyrie were coming into New York. I definitely fell for that one. And I can't, you know, I should have learned my lesson when LeBron was a free agent in that offseason where everybody was saying that, you know, it's either, it's either Chicago or New York. It's either Chicago or New York. And Miami came in and got all of them. But, you know, I'm not really – I'm taking this with a grain of salt. I mean, it, it is what it is. They're, like you said, Alex, players are watching – you know, Damon Lillard is people connecting dots. Damon Lillard is is their coaches got fired. Things are heating up. You know, a lot of people in the front office or players in the hot seat. So people connecting dots probably, you know, I've seen pictures of Luca now being, you know, talking about Knicks and Luca, you know, because of how things are going in Dallas. So 
is it, it is what it is. It's part it's part of the the NBA offseason chatter. And unfortunately for the Knicks, we didn't we didn't go too deep in the playoffs. It started a little early for us, and and here it goes. It's part of the summer, and you know you need to you need to fend it off. But I I, I know a couple friends that. They're going crazy on this Russell Westbrook news. Oh, they, no, they, they would love yeah, to get Westbrook in. And yeah, Westbrook is cool and all, but man, give me D Rose. I stay with D Rose. And uh, uh, older, uh, an actual, you know, guy that make, a guy that makes smart plays and whatnot. And he's and he's he's making he's making the right plays, but also teaching these young guys. Not that Westbrook doesn't do that, but it, I'm getting it at a vet minimum as opposed to 40 mil a year too. So that's those are the things we got to consider. And John Wall is pretty much the same thing as Westbrook. These are guys that you know they're already in the back end of their careers. I'm not, I'm not really trying to invest in somebody like that at this point. Yeah, especially, man, man. especially when we're we're trying to stay younger and 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 have the flexibility. Some of these names you guys mentioned are giving me a headache, man. I just got to <laughs> move it forward. I'm not paying no mind. I mean, it's just. It's just all people try to clickbait, you know. You got to pay the bills. You got to get them them clicks up. And you know, once you mention the Knicks, we clicked. We all clicked. We all yeah. clicked. Let me check I'm it out. Just, even if you read the first sentence, you're like, all right, I'm just not reading it. It's just about click and view. But yo, Alex, man, you've been such a such a fun guy. I've been having mad fun. I'm sure Don Juan feels the same way. I want to go a little rapid questions with, for you just before we wrap this up, man. I saw that you don't live in New York. You out there, I saw when we went to Boston, you was out there at the game with the wife, mm -hmm. man. Shout out to the wife, Alex's wife and stuff like that. So I want to ask you, when and how did you become a Knicks fan? Oh, I'm from New York. Actually, right now I'm in New York. I'm oh. from White Plains in New York. I'm from the 914, born right. and raised for 25 years. Uh, I went to law school out in Boston, uh, became an attorney. I uh, got my first uh, legal job out there, which I'm still at today. So that's why I'm out in Boston. Also, that's where I met my fiance. So shout out to her as well. Um, Congratulations. You know, so thank you. So, yeah, that's why I'm out in Boston. And so every time I'm wearing the Knicks gear, the Jets gear or anything else, people look at me funny, but I'm looking at them funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta definitely get out there for the Boston game this year. Definitely get yeah, there. Hit me up, man. We'll go to a game together. For sure, for sure. I want to ask you now: What has been your most memorable Knicks game? Mm. Memorable Knicks game. That's a good question. Uh, it's gotta be with the mellow years, man. Honestly, it. it's it's gotta be <laughs> gotta with the mellow years. Probably that the 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 turnaround baseline fadeaway jumper against the Chicago Bulls is like my favorite oh. uh, buzzer beater that I got to see from Mel. I love that game because we won. It was just like we were down, we came back. I think that was MLK Day too, mm -hmm. and so I just loved every. That's probably my most favorite one um, out of all. Yeah. Also, uh, I got also when I was a kid, I'll, I'll give this one too. The the LJ four point play. Um, I just remember just being with my pops and just like being so ecstatic that he just hits a buzzer beater, you know. Oh my god, that was a great one. That's yeah. another great one. Me and Don Juan, we actually went to school in the Bronx, Cardinal Hayes, and we used to always okay. after after school just take the train downtown. And we was actually in the building for the David Lee tipping. Oh, nice! The, we used to go outside, buy the tickets from the uh, guys outside. You know, one guy stand outside, the other go. And if the ticket goes in, we all go in. So it was a it was pretty cool, man. We, 
I feel like that was my favorite game that David. That's awesome for sure. Yeah, that's probably my most memorable game too. I mean, that was my first Nick game, so that was a nice introduction to the Knicks, <laughs> Knicks fandom. But okay, yeah, and and those weren't even you know those weren't the glory days either. I'm not gonna lie. So no, that, right, was, right. that was one of the highlights of if anything of the season. Sheesh, for sure, man. Here we go. Last question from my main guy, Alex. What has been the most heartbreaking loss? We know there's been a lot of them. And how did you react after that loss? And we're really doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's too many. I probably have to go back to Mel because I really had – I have I have friends who are Heat fans, so I was just talking mad-ish that season, just like, oh, we got you. 3-1? Oh, this is – Give me you guys in the playoffs. I don't care. Braun, Wade, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going. We're going at this. When Roy Hibbert just pulls out the the block, I am just I, – I, I just hate it. He blocked Mel. I just, I just hate everything about Roy Hibbert because after that, he lost all of his powers, goes to L.A., can't do anything else. It is so infuriating, the fact that we had, we gave Roy Hibbert the the, 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 the the one night to feel like he's like Hakeem Olajuwon. And oh, it's man. like – Instead, it's just like, come on, bro. What, what are we doing here? What I think that might be everybody's uh, yeah, heartbreaking loss. So. Because I was actually working on 42nd Street, BBQs, and mm. they, they didn't like playing the games there. You know, and I was working because I was going to try to get to that next game. So I was like, I got to work tonight because I know we're going to win. You know, and then it was the fourth quarter. So I went across the street to Models. They had the big screen TV. So I was watching outside and it was raining. And I remember people calling me like, yo, Mary, where you ass getting busy? It's getting busy. And I'm like watching the game. And when I saw that Roy Hibbert block, and I was, and it just went downhill it from there. Crushing. Man, I, I just had to leave work. I mean, I didn't finish the shift. You know, I, I think I got fired after that. After that, <laughs> so, so tough, man. And I easily, easily the most heartbreaking loss for me as a Knicks fan, man. Yeah. I would I would agree. That's that's actually my heartbreaking loss, and because because of the way and fashion that they lost to them. I mean, second seed in the league, like the build up to it, all the paces, whatever. You know, we we all we all we looking forward is facing the Heat. We we look past the the paces, we facing the Heat. That's all we're thinking about. I mean, especially especially me, because like you said, we beat we pretty we beat them in the in the season series. So, mm-hmm. and and we matched up perfectly with them. So all I thought was, man, well, this is the this is the year that we're gonna beat the Heat, go to the chip, you name it, man. I had so much expectations, and then to get to get beat by by the Pacers, who you know that was Paul George's up like that's when Paul George was kind of mm-hmm. making a name for himself. They they had Lance Stevenson as well. Lance Stevenson with a a, a, a crucial steal that leads to a fast break and one layup or dunk. I'm not sure what it was. I don't even want to remember, but it was that moment that I'm like, oh shit, this is getting bad. And my girl's over here telling me like, yeah, you know the Knicks are going to lose, right? Bro, I, I oh, man, that's the worst. I okay. flipped, I, I, I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to jinx it right here? Come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest, I, like I'm the biggest superstitious person ever, especially when I'm right there forward. with you. And man, I, I make sure I, 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 you know, I place my cup this way when I'm watching the games. You know, little things like that. And she's over here like, "Oh, the game's over. It's only the third quarter. What do you mean the game's over?" Yeah, man, that was just such a bad series, man. But yo, it's been such a great episode. Let's not 
finish shit like that on such yeah, a sad real. note. Man. It went down a little bit. <laughs> Nick fans, wild you here. We got a bright future ahead of us. Yes, Alex sir. made some great points. Check out that article, man. Alex, what you gotta say before we get up out of here? Uh, appreciate you guys having me on, Mario Juan. It's awesome again to meet you guys and talk to you guys. Talk Knicks, awesome. Got to do this again. We'll have you guys on on our pod. Have you guys on talk more Knicks. It's been a lot of fun, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, yeah, check out that recent article over at KnicksFanTV.com. Uh, check out the podcast Knicks Jets, etc. On all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, you can also follow me at Hoops Habit, uh, part of the Fantine Network over there write about the next cover some nba topics as well and yeah that's where you can find all my work yeah man just as my man Alex be putting in the work attorney too man you need something too just holla at my guy alex (laughs) (laughs) yeah man but you already know what time it is here at nick's fans wallet always love thank you for tuning in you know make sure like we mentioned earlier follow the people at off the ball network and we out of here, Don Juan and Alex, my guys. Thanks for checking out the episode. Yeah, Alex, thanks for joining us. Dallas,